He's involved in a number of businesses. He's a great role model. Telling it like it is. Giving you both sides of the story. This is Cats at Night. Great American, a great New Yorker. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. This is John Katsimatidis. This is Cats at Night. And TGIF, thank God it's Friday. And this is a TriCast. We're on WABC 770. We're on uh, 970 AM, The Answer, and WLIR. And in the studio with us, we have two common-sense Democrats. No Republicans. I guess they went home early We scared them off, John. The Republicans went home early today. (laughs) We have Judge Richard Weinberg, Governor David Patterson, and my sidekick, Lydia Serrani. And uh, we celebrated Greek Independence Day today. And you're from Albania. Mm Mm-hmm. My family. And we we made the joke about Ukraine. It wasn't a joke. You know, T, you know, what do we call it? Wag the dog. Oh, wag the dog. Oh, yeah, because that's the the movie. Albania was part of the whole wag the dog thing. So, but it's true. Unfortunately, here we are. The new reality. Well, we've got a great show for everybody tonight. We are going to have the provost of NYU, Catherine Elizabeth Fleming. She is an academic a historian. She's also an honorary Greek citizen. We'll also be speaking, of course, it's Friday with Larry Kudlow, Howard Lorber. He is a president and CEO of Douglas Element, also a fellow Greek citizen. Then, of course, we talk to Nicole Petalides, and she knows all there is to know. Fox Business, a uh, former Fox Business correspondent, Dr. Peter Mikolos. He also will give us some insight on Greek medical history but first breaking news wabc we have general jack keen on the line he's going to have the latest breaking news on ukraine he is a four-star general former vice chief of staff also the recipient of the presidential medal of freedom welcome general keen sure delighted to be here thank you general what what's going on i understand they're still talking about uh, making peace where do you think we are no, I think we're very much at war, and uh, it's going to continue for some time. I um, I believe uh, from an excellent source that the Biden administration has been putting pressure on Zelensky to make a deal, and that and they've been doing that for well over a, a week. I think it's pretty shameful uh, it, because what what we have in front of us here is something we never. Uh, could have imagined at the beginning of the war. The United States Intelligence Services told the president and a national security team of the United States, and likely talked to our European intelligence service as well, that it's likely that in three to five days, the Russians will take control of the capital city and topple the government. And now a month later, and the Russians have been fought to a standstill by the Ukrainian military, so much so that they're actually conducting limited counterattacks and taking territory back. The ground attack has stalled. They still haven't taken a, a major city, although Maripol is certainly uh, close to that end result. And there really is an opportunity here that none of us could have uh, imagined for the Ukrainians actually to win. And that should be... The attitude that we have, that that should be the attitude of NATO, should be the attitude of the United States. But it's not. Uh, And and it's unfortunate. And and I think people in the administration want to end it as opposed to win it. And there is an opportunity here that that we should truly take advantage of for the sake of of, of the Ukrainian people and the Ukrainian military that's fought so valiantly. How do you think that we can, the United States and other NATO countries, how can we help Ukraine win it? Well, we, 
we are giving them more equipment now than we have in the past. But if you listen to President Zelensky, he he was speaking to the EU yesterday, all 27 member nations, and he said, please, please stop the pattern that has been for a month. And that pattern is too little, always late. His words, quote, unquote, unquote. And what that says is that what happened here is people thought the regime was going to collapse very quickly, and the equipment we were given them would be used in an insurgency against Russia, who's occupying the country. So that colored the kind of equipment we were given them, and also how much we were given them uh, was a factor, and the speed at which we were given them. And that's why Zelensky's been uh, complaining all along about it. Well, after a week or two, it was obvious that the regime was not going to fall, and they were fighting valiantly. And what we are involved in is high-end conventional war using very sophisticated equipment, obviously airplanes, ships, missiles, tanks, and the like. And that is what is needed, uh, a full-throttle commitment to get him everything that he needs and he need, he's been asking for airplanes and there's plenty of them out there we don't have them but nato states definitely have them he wants some tanks and of course he needs air defense systems long range short range and we've given some, them some of them but this is going to go on for weeks and we have to sustain it what what the ukrainians have so you understand is they have displayed something that the russians haven't displayed the skill and the will to fight. And what they need is the capability and resources to assist them in doing that. And that, I would have hoped that as a result of the NATO meeting yesterday, that a public policy declaration would have been made that the Ukrainians have turned the war around much to their favor. And we have an opportunity here to drive the Russians out of Ukraine. And we're going to go after this as much as we possibly can. We're seeking a victory, not an end, a victory. And that is not happening in my judgment. General, it's uh, it's Richard Weinberg, sir. I want to ask you, I thought when I heard about uh, President Biden's statement about use of chemical weapons in response to the Russians using it, it was a very tepid statement. What's your view? No, oh, yeah, absolutely. And here's another point. I mean, They met behind closed doors, and likely, I'm talking about NATO members, 30 nations, likely, obviously, that issue had to be on the table. The Russians have been waiving weapons of mass destruction, chemical particularly, uh, nuclear certainly also, but likely using that is is, is least likely. But they've been waving it in front of us, obviously, as an intimidation and brinksmanship weapon in front of us. certainly to force us not to take aggressive action. And we should have had a statement, a public policy statement, coming out of NATO that everybody agreed to in terms of what is our position. And we didn't get it. The chief of of NATO, uh, Stoltenberg, Secretary General, uh, was wanting to answer a question on that, and he gave uh, something of a tepid answer. Uh, President Biden didn't make a statement about it, but he answered a question on it. And I think his answer produced many more questions uh, than an answer. I think 
a public statement should have had some kind of content in it, my words, that if the Russians use any form of WMD, it is absolutely unacceptable. We will not let that stand. There will be decisive consequences as a result of it. And all options are on the table for NATO, period. I don't think we get into specificity about what those options are. That would be a mistake because it takes away the leverage we have to select that option. But we didn't get anything like that. And it's unfortunate. And hopefully the president is going to speak to the nation tomorrow. Uh, and, I, and I hope we, he deals with this issue in addition to the resolve and determination we have to see this thing to the end with the Ukrainians. And, uh, General, uh, I mean, what kind of backdoor relationships are there where the United States is negotiating with Russia and giving them $12 billion or $10 billion or $12 billion on behalf of Iran? And then they couldn't make their monthly payment uh, to the bonds uh, issue, and they let them make the monthly payment out of their frozen funds. I mean, there was oh, a definite I mean, yeah, It doesn't make any sense. I mean, there's— the Iran nuclear deal, uh, the administration started with the premise that we were going to lengthen the deal. That means the sunset clauses that are in it at the 10-year mark, you can go to a threshold level of capability. At the 15-year mark, uh, there's no restrictions. All restrictions are removed, and you can develop a weapon. Well, we're coming up the 10-year mark in 2025, and this deal we're making is, is clearly a pathway uh, to a nuclear weapon and the windfall. The, the, the Iranians are going to get billions and billions of dollars from which for them to use that money for malign behavior. All of the rockets and missiles that have fallen on Israel through the years, they all come from the IRGC or the Iranians' Republican Guards that's who provides that weapons, and they got a windfall of money as a result of the original 2015 uh, nuclear deal to do just that. And it fuels the civil war in Syria and fuels the war in Yemen and as a result of it. And we're going to give them more money to create that kind of behavior. It's really unfortunate. And here we are using the Russians to help negotiate on our behalf with the Iranians to get this deal done. At the same time, we're supporting an effort uh, to sustain a war that the Russians have started uh, with a partner country of ours in, in, in terms of Ukraine. It's, it's and I understand outrageous. your friend, General, was it General Meany? Is, is, he's made a statement that he's not communicating with his counterparts because they're not answering his calls. But obvious, President Biden and Putin are communicating on the other side. So who's who? Do I need a uh, a scoreboard to find out who's on whose side? Yeah, well, uh, you know the Russians, despite the propaganda they put out, they always put out that they're negotiating. But this is a ploy. It, it happened. It, it happened before in Eastern Ukraine in 2014. It's happened in Syria time and time again. Uh, every ceasefire that they've ever entered into in the past, they, they always violate. They always have negotiations going on because they, it's part of their propaganda and information campaign. They want to look like they're willing to bring this horrible thing that's taken place to an end. And the fact is, 
they're not willing to bring it to an end until they're able to achieve, you know, their objectives. And they're, and they're sticking with this. And the the diplomacy effort is just not real. It's propaganda. Well, General, thank you so much for everything you've done for our country and continue to speak out for our country. Uh, God bless you and God bless America. And we do need God's help in this. Yeah. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that, John. Thank you very much. Thank you Have so much. Have a great weekend. Thank you.